Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. Well, there's been several times I've stepped out of line in my life. Uh, you know, when you're a kid, stepping out of line is a little different. But um, I, I guess starting with baseball, um, just making the decision to instead of immediately jump into the workforce, just uh, to go to Colorado and give independent ball a shot for $50 a week with your buddy, Jacob Fabry. I know you, you know, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was, I think I was stepping out of line a little bit there uh, for myself. You know, I just feel like maybe people around me thought it was time to hang up the cleats, you know, after college and, and grad school, it's probably enough if I didn't get a call. But, um, and then that led me to, stepping out of line with choosing to play music, you know, so maybe that one decision to continue to pursue baseball also had an effect on maybe uh, the, the decision I made to, to keep it uh, interesting and, and continue to do something uh, different for a living. And uh, I don't know, maybe just offset a whole chain of chain reaction of bad decisions like that, that <laughs> seem like bad decisions up front. And then when you invest your time and, and your effort into them, they actually turn out to be, you know, exactly what you had hoped. You know, I think that's, you know, not don't give up on yourself. You know, that's the lesson you come out of it. You have to kind of make a decision that you know better for yourself. You know, you have to kind of show people, you know, guide them. Like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. You know, you have to give me a, give me a shot here. So maybe those maybe those are the decisions I think I stepped that along with. So you played baseball and yeah. – what I read, you were a relief pitcher, correct? Yes. Yeah. I love baseball. We're huge New York Mets fans. That's just nice. We do. And um, we've interviewed a couple of baseball players as well, one of them being Daryl Strawberry, which was a really fun. What? Yeah, he's great. And I'm a Yankee fan, so. Of course you are. <laughs> I grew up being a Yankee fan, so I get you, but I'm a Mets fan. Um, it's like yeah. somebody out of your religion. It's worse than that. <laughs> My um, wife's a Red Sox fan. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so um, I'm, when I watch baseball, I get very nervous because the pitcher, to me, controls the entire game. And the pitcher sets, you know, the mood of the game, um, how it's going to go, and, and the players are there to support you. And, and now you're playing music. And yeah. I'm wondering if it's the same feeling you have because you can control only so much in your music career and you were lucky enough to work hard enough to get on The Voice, when, which, by the way, we adored you on. And we were so... Thank you. ...to know your friend who knew you, who was on it. It was just like a nice connection we made, but we were... Under- yeah. Do you Thank you. Feel like at a loss in in that kind of situation where you you don't have control over everything and it's really up to like the music gods or do you feel like all the hard work you're putting in and I know you're working every night on your craft and you're performing and you're really being diligent about being out there um do you think that's going to be like okay this is my way to control my path and this is how I'm going to make it like how what is in your what is your mindset as a musician 
Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I like the, the thing about baseball, I guess. I know you said the pitcher's in charge uh, to a certain extent. You have to shake off the catcher if you really want to be truly in charge out there, I guess. Uh, but I think the biggest thing baseball gave me was uh, learning uh, how to lose. You know, as a, especially as a pitcher, you go in there and, you know, one game you can give up you know, the game winning home run, you can get shelled. And then the next game you can go in there and just strike out the side. And, you know, eventually you start to realize it has nothing to do with how prepared I think I am. You know, it just has to do with, you know, maybe I'm just being out outplayed that day. Maybe, you know, how am I going to learn from it? And I think taking that into music <clears throat> and into the voice, especially, you know, I, I, I the, the pressure is not there. Um, that that normally probably would have been there had it not been for baseball teaching me how to lose, you know? And uh, I feel like that lowered my expectations, you know, as far as people were like, you know, what's next for music, this and that. I'm like, honestly, like ba baseball taught me how to, uh, I learned enough from losing baseball to know that I'm not really focused on what's next as much as I am like so thankful to be right here and playing like I have a show tonight, like just be right there. Like as long as I could be like, man, I have a show tonight. Like I do this for a living. Thank you, God. You know, that's, and that's where I live. I don't, I don't try to like mold my or manifest my future with my, you know, I know that there's power in that type of thing, but I, I don't mess with it. I just kind of stay thankful. And I feel like if I, if I walk small steps, with music, just like I did with baseball. Um, and just like I do with my son, you know, just day by day, that's it. And I feel like that's, you know, it unfolds itself in a way that maybe my thought process in the beginning, had I tried to control it would have been limited compared to just allowing myself to kind of be um, open to the whole process of the, of the small steps. And I think that's what led me to the voice too, you know, just, not pushing it, you know, people are like, when are you going to go on tour? And, you know, this and that, I'm like, I'm not in a rush, you know, and then you get a call back for something like this. And it's like, this is why I was not in a rush. You know, you never know. You, you try to force opportunity and you miss, you miss out on something that, you know, you might've been called for, you know, just because you're trying to control yourself and or control, you know, your own, you know, your own destiny and, and things like that. But I tried to do that with baseball. I tried to, you know, imagine myself in the big league situation. And um, I think I, I used so much energy and I got so tired of that after eventually I was just like, I don't think that's the way, you know? So uh, I took it a lot slower after baseball. That was kind of a blessing that music kind of fell in after. Like what you know? we enjoyed, I think most about watching you was your ability to tell a story. And it wasn't just a cover song that you were singing. It was really, you have a beautiful way of, of doing that and right. engaging the audience and sharing, I think, like uh, your soul. And you're such a big guy. You're such a tall, big guy. And then, you know, you wouldn't expect that you would have such a, a sweet, like, demeanor when you sing and such a beautiful way to do it. And I think that just caught people by surprise how, how beautiful it is. And we just Thank want you. to share that you really... You make your audience enjoy listening to you and want to hear more. So we were so upset when you didn't get through and we were so angry. <laughs> I don't think you well, should let you vote, first of all. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate you. That, that means a lot to hear that. Thank so you. You mentioned that you went to college. Did you, go to, you went to graduate school also? I did. So I got my undergrad was in communications and I knew 
knew that I had eligibility <clears throat> with baseball. I was still chasing baseball at this time. And my coach, uh, one of my high school coaches was like, hey, maybe we'll get you to try out for the Blue Jays. And I was like, okay, because he played for the Blue Jays. And <clears throat> I threw for a scout, and um, they wanted reps, for, uh, college repetitions, and I didn't have that because I was already graduated. Mm-hmm. So I threw in front of a college scout for Pfeiffer University, and they gave me um, an academic scholarship for a year to go and I went, I did my MBA. I went for my MBA and um, it would have been, I think like a two year or something like that. But I was honestly, I didn't go for the, the academic thing. I, I went to my online classes, but I was really just there to, to play baseball for another year. Cause I knew it, I had developed late and I knew that if I was going to do something, it would have been that year, um, which I was kind of wrong. I had a good year, but it, it wasn't till a year or two after, or actually the next year that I got picked up for, independent pro ball so I was always in the mindset that if I uh if I had another plan uh it would have just impeded on the first plan so I was always focused on finishing you know what I had set out there to do which I know I had committed to grad school but my initial plan was baseball so I just wanted to make sure you know it was either going to wind up with me getting injured and not being able to play again or me being able to you know make a team and then continue to, to pursue. That's what I was going for. And, um, you know, after all that, I figured I had the degree I could come back and do sales or whatever it was, which is what I wound up doing. Right. I did, I did sales and then I did recruiting. Um, and then I did, I sold insurance, um, just personal lines insurance. And I, I still keep in touch with everybody, but I just always had, you know, I was pursuing other things on the side. I, I could never get into that cor- the, the corporate mindset. And I had too many questions to ask about things and it just wasn't very healthy for me. Right. And uh, I just, I knew that I had to get out of there. So, but yeah, I, I, I think I would have probably gotten to say, I would have probably stayed in like recruiting or, or sales or something like that if I hadn't done baseball, but I, I still would have been doing something on the side. I don't think I would have settled there. You know, I think it, would have drove me crazy and I would have had to figure something else out by now, by, by this time at least. But So I, I know, know. Well, you got, you have a big group of friends like who you network with, who, you know, you traveled with, you were, you know, playing ball with them. And I don't think you could put a price on that because, you know, to make such a group yeah. of friends go on to other things, you know, not just baseball, but they're coaching and going to other parts of life. You know, you just, mm-hmm. something is going to, happen and you're gonna all I think it's all gonna go back to baseball even though it's gonna be music related it's always gonna go back to you know the group of friends that you made through baseball and um oh so yeah never look back and say you know why didn't I or I should have or I could have totally and that first decision you made stepping out of line propelled you forward and helped make your choices forward like how did you meet Spike how did you meet her yeah it would it was college um, so even still, I was going to I was going to school because I wanted to chase baseball. You know, I, f- I probably would have figured I was also down that education path. So I feel like most of us were just kind of going blindly because we thought you know college is natural; it's the next step. And right. I was just um, just went down. I was like uh, like going. I wanted I wanted to play ball at App State, but 
I didn't get in. I don't think my counselor sent my papers, but I wound up going to school down the street just like you did, Perry. So that's good. You know, you save a lot of a lot of hassle by not having to live on campus and go through all that stuff. But um, just you know, it it, it would have been weird if I if I didn't have baseball. I don't. I haven't even thought what maybe I would have considered myself as professionally. You know, had it not been for the one-off stuff that people kind of decided to give, you know, give up on early. And, yeah. you know, they tell you, you know, oh, you're so, you know, you're lucky to do it. It's like, ah, it's a lot of work, right. but it, it's just a different path completely. Everybody in baseball that we've spoken to, and we've interviewed uh, Nelson Figaro, who's our friend, who's a pitcher, mm-hmm. and El Strawberry, and then... Um, That's so cool. <laughs> so, and everybody, everybody mm-hmm. seems that it's just been their dreams since they were a kid and they always knew when they since they were like three or four years old that they'd be doing baseball and I think it was you know whether they got supported by their family or not I just think regardless it was just a path so when you find yourself having a love of something and if you don't do it that's when you regret it 100% that's so true which is, you know, music is your is your love and it's your life right now. You just got to go for it and do it. And, yeah. uh, you know, right, you got to follow your dream. Absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. everybody has a different dream. You just got to follow it. Yeah, um, like you said, it could just be a path leading to the, to the thing that you were meant to do or that you, you know, have been looking for. But if you don't chase it, you don't know. You'll never give yourself a chance. A good point. I mean, that's awesome. That's right on the money right there. Uh, do you write your own music, Sully? I do. Yeah, absolutely. All time of any of any song of any genre. Uh, I said on the voice when they asked me this, I said "Taxi" by Harry Chapin. Okay. But just for the sake of switching it up, I'll, I think I'll go with. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's such a good song. I don't know. I, I would. It's t- I like Brown Eyed Women from The Grateful Dead. I think that's another really solid t- song. Very well written. I'll probably go with that. And what's your favorite one to cover? To cover? Uh, that changes a lot because I learned so much. But uh, recently I just learned uh, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon. Yeah. And I think either that one or I just did uh, Doctor My Eyes by uh, Jackson Brown. I think those two are always uh, they're just fun to play. Very well written. You know, Perry just took a class this past semester on music and she went through everything from like the beginning of time till now and I would sometimes come in her room and wow. I would listen to it and I would be like and Perry's like, wow. Um, <laughs> you know, so they try to get like kids to appreciate music and I don't think they really appreciate it. But mm. to me, like when you listen to a song, it brings you back to a time when you heard it. Like I think of, oh, that was high school or, oh, that was the summer. Yeah. You know, that, that's what brings me to it. So I totally. think no matter how old you get, whenever you hear that song, you always, it always brings you back to, you know, that age. And it, it's, very, it's a very sweet thing, you know, to, to feel that. Oh, yeah. So that's what, I don't know, I was just thinking about that as she was laughing in my face. At, at that's the truth. <laughs> She's laughing. I'm like Madonna. <laughs> like I used to like her, you know. Yes. Of course, everybody did. So did I. I'm just kidding. No. 
No, so. but I, I, you're right. It's like that with smells too. Any kind of tied to the senses, I feel like you can just dial back in somewhere and it's one of those anomalies, I guess, you know, people just don't know how it works, but they all know it. They all experience it like deja vu or something like that. So, yeah. So Sally, last question, where do you see yourself uh, five years from now? Five yeah. years from now. But where five years from now do you think you want to be? Um, I think, let's see, my son will be five or six. I, honestly, still, I would love to be around here, around the house with my boy, seeing him grow and and uh, continuing to write. Just maybe have another, you know, couple albums or EPs out and continuing the creative process and, and just uh, staying healthy and keeping my family and friends healthy around me as best I can and, and uh, you know, just staying thankful for all that. I, I feel like if, if I could do that, it'd be an ideal uh, situation for in five years, 10 years, 15, 20, however long. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're a good guy, so and we really appreciate you. So are y'all. You and Perry, keep up that good work. I know it's a lot of work, so keep on doing your thing. You know, like your mom said, that's a pretty good guidance. right? There. Go. I want to get anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to prove. You got a fast go. I got a plan to get us out of here and working at the convenience store. Manage to save just a little bit of money. Won't have to drive so far. Just across the border and into the city. You and I can both get jobs. Finally feel what it means to be living. His body's too old for working Body's too young to look like this So mama went off and left him She wanted more life than he could give I Said somebody's gotta take care of him I quit school, that's what I did You got a fast car But is it fast enough so we can fly away? Gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way Cause I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast Felt like I was drunk and City lights laid out before Said so your arm felt nice Right around my shoulder And I 